This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. Open for Business is powered by Bosbole.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. BFM 89.9, the business station. Good morning. It's me, Rich Bradbury, uh, and welcome, of course, to Open for Business. This is the show that dives deep into the journeys and ventures of entrepreneurs and business leaders. Now, as we are all busy with our daily routine at work, it's common that we face similar issues like having insufficient time to practice a sustainable work-life balance skipping meals at work or we simply can't find the time to put in a couple of hours just for exercise i feel so called out right now now from being in the legal field to active business owners colin chang and jocelyn yip came up with taste buds a, that's with double d by the way a company that provides wellness products particularly through liquid meals to people of various income levels with a clear vision to help those with a hectic schedule Now, uh, they're looking to expand to the overseas market as the issue of practicing a healthy work-life balance is not only common here in Malaysia, but also in many, if not all, major metropolitan cities as well. With that in mind, today on the show, of course, I have Colin and Jocelyn. I'm going to help, I guess, digest their journey uh, from being lawyers to business owners, the key challenges that they face during this transition and what the future might be looking like for Taste Buds in 2024 and beyond. Now, in the meantime, if you have any thoughts or questions, get us on our U-Mobile WhatsApp number. That is 018-789-8899. And get us on X. We are at BFM Radio. Colin, Jocelyn, welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks, Richard. Yes. Great to be here. How are you both? Uh, well... Busy. Busy. They, they always but say good. busy is good. They always say that, right? Yes. Do you think that's true? Yes and from, no. <laughs> yes. From a business perspective, yes. Yeah. From a business perspective, yes. Yes. Mm. Right then. Um, I guess my first question is, as I was doing that intro, I'm sat here uh, and um, it's late in the day, let's say, uh, and I haven't eaten by this point, mm-hmm. right? And you being... I don't want to say ex-lawyers, but <laughs> no longer practicing lawyers currently, will have been in the same situation that I have been oh, uh, that I'm in right yeah. so many times. Yeah, probably like at least four times a week. Right. Now, with that in mind, tell me the rationale that you had for getting into this space and how much of it was, we're not having time to eat and how do we fix it? Well, I think it kind of trails back to what my life used to be like before I started working. I had a very active lifestyle, used to go to the gym six times a week, uh, two hours at a time, used to eat extremely healthy. All that changed once I started working. And that was the sacrifice I was prepared to make. Mm. I just didn't realize how big that sacrifice would be. Mm. It got to a point where, you know, I stopped going to the gym and then I convinced myself since I'm not working out, I should be eating less anyway to keep in shape. And that created a, a whole nother host of problems. So... It started out with gastric, of course, uh, weight loss, extreme weight loss, in fact. And then it got to a point where on a daily basis, I was having like brain fog. You know, I couldn't think as straight as I should be. Mm. Just the energy levels are low throughout the day. Mm. Yeah, And I think that affects your mental state as well. It does. yeah. Yeah. So I think I wouldn't say we were close to burnout or anything like that, but we were definitely feeling the stress that we convinced ourselves was, oh, it's just a normal yeah. part of adulthood. Cor- corporate life, yeah. right? Corporate just life. corporate life. Yeah. 
So I think for me personally, I think more for Colin was the the, the drastic weight loss was more, mostly attributed by the muscle, <laughs> right? <laughs> but for me personally, it was I I personally have like throughout my whole life, my, my metabolic rate is, has always been really low. Mm. So I don't um, lose weight too easily. Mm. But during my period of um, being in corporate, I think I lost like easily six kilos in six months. And that was without doing any active activities, running or gymming, nothing like that. It's just purely lack of nutrients, I suppose. And at right? that point, you're asking your, your, yourself, yeah. what on earth is going on Yes, here? and you exactly. have friends, te- you know, when you do get the time to meet up with your friends, you have friends asking you, are you okay? Yeah. You look so tired. Yeah. You know, you, you just look, you know, your dark circles are bad. <laughs> Eye bags, you know, all those <laughs> just don't look healthy. You know, yeah. there is a, the, the people that are skinny and look healthy and those that purely just look malnourished and unhealthy mm. because of weight loss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we realised that this wasn't a problem that only the two of us were facing. Yeah. Mm. Quite a few of our peers who were in the legal field as well, uh, I think they suffered a similar situation. Uh, we spoke to friends in banks, similar situation. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, any sort of profession, auditors, uh, anyone in finance. So we thought, you know, this is actually a big problem. Mm. And I'm sure it doesn't just affect Malaysia. Mm. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, uh, we were privi- privileged enough to study abroad. So we also know friends from Hong Kong and Singapore. So after the pandemic, we did keep in touch. And a lot of them faced the same issues as, as us, you know. You won't even have time to eat, not I mean, maybe too much information, but even to go to the toilet, yeah. to go to the washroom, you yeah. know, it's just so, it just sounds so unhealthy and toxic. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So we do realize that it's not only confined in Malaysia, but outside of Malaysia as well. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, we realized this was a problem and then with, with all problems come opportunities. Yes. Mm. Mm. So it was also during the pandemic that we made the switch. So we also thought to ourselves, you know, uh, the pandemic opened our eyes in a sense that it shows you not all industries are indestructible. For example, uh, the hotel industry, yeah. the airline industry were all severely affected mm-hmm. during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Something that wasn't was food. Yeah. And this was directly related to the problem that we were having. Yeah, You know, I mean, you could see during the MCO, you couldn't leave the house unless it's to buy food. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. So we had this idea that, okay, we want to deal with food because we know it will survive most instances. Uh, any issues that arise that even today we don't think about, everyone still needs to eat. That's it. Yeah. Everybody still has to eat, right? Exactly. So, you, you know, you, you've established that um, this issue exists, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's it's wide reaching, as you say. It's not just Malaysia. Uh, I can guarantee you that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so you're at this point. And in what way did you decide to tackle this issue? I mean, it's some people would have said, okay, well, maybe we could do some kind of small cloud kitchen or maybe we could do this. This particular product line that you're looking at right now, why did you decide to go down that particular route? Well, uh, on your point about a cloud kitchen, that's always about fresh food, yeah. things like that. Yeah. We never thought to narrow ourselves to just Malaysia. We've always wanted to reach outside of Malaysia. Yeah. And... To do that, we can't send fresh food to, let's say, Singapore, let's say, uh, the UK yeah. even. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. So we had to think of a product format that could suit what we wanted to, to achieve. And that was essentially taste buds. Okay. So the whole premise behind the brand is that we want everything to be convenient, easy to use, and healthy at the same time. Mm. So I think the compromise that we had to make was that essentially to achieve what we want, 
we can't have the best quality uh, of, let's say, fresh, fresh chicken breast, yeah. fresh rice, fresh yeah. broccoli. Yeah. So we had to kind of figure out a way how to condense that into a exportable format. Mm. And that's how we came up with the liquid meal in a sense that it's mostly powder. You still get the nutrients of a full, complete meal, except that you, if I want to send it overseas, I can do that. Mm. I want to prepare it in 15 seconds, yeah. I can do that. Mm. Yeah, and that It solves a bunch of issues. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And it makes it easily stockable. Yeah. Uh, the shelf life is obviously better. Definitely. You know. Okay. Yeah. Now, uh, how did you go about starting doing research into this? Because... The, I want to go back to, of course, your backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're not food scientists. No. no. You know, yeah. you're not chemists. You're not nothing like that. You're lawyers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is something that takes a lot of research. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm guessing, you know, and correct me if I'm wrong, there's a lot of Googling involved. There's a lot of YouTubing involved. There's a lot of, you know, calling up companies. Yeah, speaking and speaking to people. Speaking to yes. people. Yeah, tell me about that process. Yeah, I think our vision was always to export. So... Um, primarily, our early stages of research actually went into the China Chinese market. So why why the Chinese market? I think that's the question that would pop up is because uh, we realized that in China there are there are loads of things that are way in advance compared to in Malaysia, right? Even in Japan, you can see things that are way in advance compared to Malaysia. So in while we were doing research um, along the lines of the Chinese market, so we stumbled upon. Um, liquid meals like meal replacements but and i would say meal replacements aren't anything new in Mm. the market right Mm. but what was interesting about the meal replacement in china was that they have edible bits in there so we get we got inspired by these this specific product that we saw in china so i think that's where we kind of draw in and after that we did r&d and try to localize the flavors for the malaysia market as a start yeah Mm -hmm. interesting Okay, hold that thought. I need to take a short break. Folks, I'm in the studio. Uh, Of course, I'm with Colin and Jocelyn. Uh, This, of course, is Open for Business, and these are the co-founders of Taste Buds. Stick with us. We'll be right back after these messages here on BFM 89.9, the business station. Open for Business will reopen in a few moments. Powered by BossBully.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. Backing feminist movements. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Open for Business is powered by BossBolle.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Uh, welcome back to Open for Business. I'm Rich Bradbury. I'm in the studio with Colin and Jocelyn, the co-founders of Taste Buds. Uh, we're talking about the journey from being lawyers to business owners. Uh, and I guess we, we have to get to some key challenges a little bit later on. But I want to go back to the product, right? I mean, I, I've got your website open here. And your your tagline is, uh, one of your taglines is anytime, anywhere, with Taste Buds Liquid Meal. Literally, it means anywhere, you know, in the car, yeah. during meetings, mm-hmm. or even on the plane. Mango coconut liquid meals, matcha liquid meals, uh, chocolate sea salt. As somebody who, um, I love my food, right, first and foremost, <laughs> I, I'm sure you yes. guys too. Absolutely. It's um, in our blood. <laughs> exactly. When you sit down and you decide which flavors you want to pick, right, right uh, how difficult is that process? And how much... Uh, and I kind of want to look at this from two ways. How much science is involved based on, okay, we want to do chocolate, but the science says we can't do it mm-hmm. this particular way, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and 
market fit is the other option, right? Yes. The other issue. Yes. Talk to me about these these two issues. Right. So I think in terms of selection of flavors, at the very very first batch. I would say that was pretty easy because there were just so few of us involved in deciding, okay, this is a list of flavors we would like to explore. Let's mm-hmm. just get it going and we'll try it. We'll, we'll do the sampling process, mm-hmm. right? So we narrowed down to, I think the very first version, we did have black sesame, mango coconut, purple potato and durian, right? So, yes. Oh, that's yes, interesting. Yes, yes, we had durian. I we mean- had past tense. <laughs> we had durian. So... After some, I guess that is one, choosing a list of flavors to give it a go to try for the R&D process. And then second of all is fine-tuning the flavors that you prefer, yeah. right? Some flavors just just can't um, reflect truly. For example, when we first want, we, one of our first flavors were pandan gula melaka, mm, yeah. right? But that never made it into the market. It's an interesting flavor. It sounds interesting, but the flavor profile, it just couldn't achieve what you would imagine the flavor to be like. Mm, mm. So that was the hard part. Yeah, as I much think. as we like, we love our meal replacement shakes to be as close as possible to the real thing. Yeah. Mm. So actually, durian, I would say, was pretty, pretty close to yeah, the real thing. Yeah, it was pretty real. It um, yeah, even had the durian burps. You would have the durian burps. <laughs> after yeah, that. definitely. Yeah. And I think what we found is that there's just certain flavors that don't work. For example, one that I really, really wanted to do was a coffee flavor. Mm. Yeah. But if you want to get that actual coffee taste, and we benchmarked it against Ipo white coffee, mm. if you want to get that real coffee taste, the amount of caffeine that's going to be inside <laughs> is about four cups of coffee. Mm. Yeah, which is so, unrealistic. Yeah. yeah. Expensive. Yeah, yeah expensive. I, I didn't want to give like people heart attacks in, yeah. in, in yeah. the office, yeah. you know. So uh, we decided to ha- we had to scrap that. Yeah. But uh, I think it's important to also emphasize why that would have like to be equivalent to four cups of coffee was because our liquid meals are the, is not aimed for weight loss, you mm. see. So there are many meal replacements in the market that the primary aim is for weight loss, mm. whereas for ours, it's more so f- to really supplement your diet when you don't have the time to cook a meal or even go out to it's do to have stay take alive, Jocelyn. Yes, exactly. exactly. Sustenance, right? Exactly yeah, so it's survival. Yeah, so... <laughs> Even our formulation is not done to cater for weight loss specifically. Although, yes, we do have customers nowadays that do use it for weight loss because I guess weight loss is very much about the calorie intake and Mm. output, right? Mm. That's how. I mean, the average Malaysian meal, I hate to say this, but they're generally very high in calories. Yes, and sugar. Yes. So if if I wanted to stay in shape and eat as I usually do, uh, that's going to be tough, mm-hmm. you know. And the second thing is also about cost. Mm. You know, uh, if I want to go for a salad, that's going to cost me maybe 30, 30 bucks. bucks. Yeah. yeah. If I want to go for something cheaper and more tasty, a bowl of noodles, mm. 10 ringgit perhaps. Mm. So what we wanted to do is we wanted to strike a balance. We want you to have the health of a salad, but the cost of, of a bowl of noodles. Yeah. And that's where we kind of had to like fix our price point. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, so your R&D was for how long, roughly? I think over a year. Slightly over a year. Slightly over? Yeah. I think it was slightly under. Slightly under a year. Um, yeah. the, so the thing about us, Jocelyn is a lot more organized than I am. <laughs> so she's probably right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and when did you bring it to market? 2022. January. January, January 2022. Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay, and where are you selling it now? Where is it available via retail? Is it in stores or is it just online? 
So on retail, we are we do work with a few partners. So one of them is um, Health Lane Pharmacy. Mm-hmm. We are available at Health Lane Pharmacy and a few gyms. Uh, one of them being Active Gym in Taman Mega and Kota Damansara, as well as Sweat Spa. They have six branches now, yeah. I believe. Yeah, yeah, all across uh, Klang Valley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting stuff. And you can buy it online as well, I assume. Yes. Oh, definitely. Actually, we okay. started completely online. Yeah, right. you can yeah. get that on our official website, tastebuds.shop. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> nice little plug. Well, well done, Justin. I'll, I'll let you have that one. Um, okay, so, uh, I mean, I'm curious about this stuff, you know. And when it comes to uh, meal replacement mm-hmm. uh, drinks or whatever we call it, mm-hmm. uh, however you want to describe it, um, and obviously, you're coming from a place of health. I mean, Colin, as, as you've testified, you know you're a gym go- you, you, a gym going guy. You like to go to the gym. You like to stay healthy. Justin, you too. Mm-hmm. The ingredients that go into your uh, product, of course, mm-hmm. for for something to be successful and for people to believe your brand story, yeah. it has to be honest and truthful, right? Mm-hmm. How natural are your ingredients? Because that's going to be a question that people... Yeah, oh, definitely. yeah that's, that's something Actually, that we always get asked. In fact, that's one yeah. of the top questions. Top questions oh, that, especially, for sure. especially if you're... Or had produced durian, you know. It's like, well, how much durian is in it? You yeah, know, would be a question that I would have. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I think that's a fair question. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. And I think, so... As you said, we came from a perspective of being healthy, mm. uh, you know, want to stay in shape, all these kind of things. And part of that is having natural ingredients. Mm. So since the beginning, we've always emphasized uh, to whichever supplier that we're speaking to that this is something that we cannot compromise on. Mm. Yeah. This is something that uh, has to be a leading principle in all the products yeah. that we produce. Yeah. Right. So when we first started out, we tried some of the uh, liquid meal products that uh, some of the suppliers came up with. And I have to admit, the ones that had all the preservatives, all the additives, yeah. everything like this, they taste amazing. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. do taste very good. Yeah. But it's not what we want. Yeah. And I had to give it to them straight. Yeah. yeah. Not only that, Using natural ingredients it's is also a lot more expensive. Expensive, yeah. Mm. I was just going to touch on that point. It's a lot more expensive when yeah. you use things like that has preservatives and additives. They are so they are really cheap, right? Yeah. A lack of a better word. Yeah, mm. and yeah. not only that, the shelf life is yeah, it's much longer, mm. much yeah. longer. What, what's the shelf life of yours on average right now? So ours is two, our, two our years. first batch was yeah. one and a half years. Yeah. 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 So when we got in the next batch of stock, we're now at two years. Yeah, so for our first batch, the reason why it was one and a half years was because we incorporate freeze-dried fruits mm. in ah. yeah in our formulation. Mm. So, so we had actual Musang King durian yeah, inside. Freeze-dried yeah, freeze-dried Musang King, King durian wow. in there. Yeah. But you know, I think having a business is very important to find a balance, right? The viability of the product and how it will affect your business, you mm. see. So I think for us, even though it was a great idea, it was probably an original idea, but for the shelf life it just it just didn't work out i would say mm. yeah for example if we sell it online we can track the sales of it very easily mm. for as for the retail outlets that uh, stock our products mm-hmm. we can't be sure that they're going to keep an eye out for the expiry date for sure yeah. but yeah. also the way that it's stored because we we yes. are working with freeze dried fruits here it cannot be too warm 
it cannot be then um, there's a fluctuation in temperature mm-hmm. so the storage of the storage condition is really really important to keep the product as fresh as possible mm-hmm. yeah. and I can say that we learned all this on the fly yeah. coming from a legal background with nothing to do with food at all yeah, yeah. Uh, all this was a very steep learning curve yeah. I can imagine yeah. yeah okay hold that thought let's take another short break uh, folks I'm, uh, I'm in the studio with Colin Chang and Jocelyn Yip they are the co-founders of Taste Buds uh, stick with us here on Open for Business we'll be right back after these messages here on BFM 89.9 V Business Station Open for Business will reopen in a few moments powered by Bosbole.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary Beautiful festive moments BFM 89.9 The Business Station Open for Business is powered by Bosbole.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary BFM 89.9 V Business Station. Welcome back to Open for Business. My name is Rich Bradbury. Uh, this is the show that dives deep into the journeys and ventures of entrepreneurs and business leaders. I am speaking with Colin Chang and Jocelyn Yip, the co-founders of Taste Buds, to understand their journey from being lawyers to business owners, some of the key challenges that they've faced, of course. Uh, you can also check out their web- our website. It is tastebuds.shop. That's with a double DC. Jocelyn, I gave you a free one there. Uh, <laughs> Thank now, you. Um, of course, with, with any venture like this, um, it doesn't come for free, mm-hmm. right? And obviously, you guys, uh, being lawyers and stopping doing that and deciding like maniacs during the uh, <laughs> MCO or whatever it is to do something a little bit different. When you think about, well, how much is this going to cost? Um, can we afford to do it? Do we need extra funding? Um, and once we've established ourselves as a brand, how do we go about expanding, you know, from here to elsewhere? Yeah. What was that thought process like? Is this whole thing, did it start off being bootstrapped? Yeah. Oh, yes, it did. Yeah, right. it did. I think it also really helped that it was, it started off, the whole process started off during the pandemic, right? Mm. During MCO. So I think we have been really blessed throughout our journey. So because we started during the MCO, I think most manufacturing facilities were all, were also struggling just like any industry right mm, yeah. so during that point of time they were much they were really kind and they were more flexible in negotiating the minimum or the quantity so i think it was really a blessing that we we start when we started it mm-hmm. right so not to say that we had the bargaining power but both parties were willing to come to a compromise, whereas probably during the normal circumstances, it would be, this is my MOQ, you have to commit to this, and yeah. we are not going to negotiate otherwise. Yeah. If you can't commit to that, then I'm sorry, bye. Yeah. Right. But, and, and at that point, you've got a product that hasn't been tested. Yes, yeah. exactly. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, like, like I mentioned before, the stress is very different from becoming a lawyer. You know, mm-hmm. becoming a lawyer, you're afraid, oh, what's my boss going to say about my piece of work? Yeah. For something like this, it's more along the lines of, can I even sell anything? Yeah. Will I have stock? Do people like my product? Yeah. Do people like my product? Exactly. Mm. And all these questions, I have to admit, they keep you up at night. Yeah. It's People do think that, you know, being your own boss is, oh, it's great. It's great fun. You, know, you, know, you don't you have to answer to anyone. Yeah, yeah. But being your own boss also means taking all the responsibility. Mm. And, and basically not having any off days. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No holidays. People misunderstand that. <laughs> yes. You see. They, mm. they yes. don't see that side of yeah. things. Yeah. yeah. So I do have to say that it's been a very, very different journey from our legal uh, background. Mm. And coming into this, 
as Jocelyn said, during the pandemic, there were a lot of manufacturers who were willing to give us a chance. But yeah. on the flip side, there were also those who don't want to take an extra risk. Are they yeah. mainly local manufacturers? All They're local. all local. All local. Yeah, all yeah. local. Okay. We, I mean, the intention behind it was we want to export local products. Yeah, right. Malaysian products. So, yeah. which which explains the durian flavor as well. Ah, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. And the gula malaka. Yeah, exactly. Yes, okay, exactly. Yes. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I would say that on the flip side, there were those kind of manufacturers as well mm. who just won't entertain you because, oh, now it's a risky time. Mm. Yeah. I can't take on any new customers. I can't take a chance. Mm. Yeah. On the other side, as Justin mentioned, we were lucky enough to find those who were willing to take a chance. Yeah. They were vying for any business that they could find. Mm. Yeah. And we just so happened to fall in their, into their lap. Mm. Uh, once we met these few manufacturers, I do have to admit that, yes, we were very lucky to find the right ones, people who were willing to work with us and were extremely patient with us because being so green in the industry, there were so many things that we didn't know. Mm. So, so many things, I have to admit. And once we met the right people, got educated, uh, they also have like food scientists with them. They have nutritionists. Uh, We sat down, managed to speak to them, understand more about, uh, you know, the whole product, everything from A to Z. That's when we realized like, okay, look, this is something that I think is workable. We're going to have to take a risk. Let's put together some money and let's try it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, with any business, you can never you can never be 100% certain. It's, there's always a risk, but it's just the extent of your risk appetite, right, mm. at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I guess for us, it managed to help us, you know, um, control our risk a bit more because of how much these manufacturers were willing to compromise for us as well to meet in the middle Mm. right it's not only about the minimum order quantity that's one thing and another thing is because what we wanted to release in the market it was so unique actually because typically when these manufacturing facilities worked with new brands they would give you a catalogue this is it you choose from here I will just do what we normally do but they were so willing to do like brand new formulation with us, you know, understand our vision and mm. what we really want to mm. achieve and spend so much time with us perfecting the yeah. formulation. I, I've seen this before, you know, mm. you, you go to a manufacturer, they they, they give you a white label product, yep. mm. you slap your name on it, exactly. it's your product, yep. it, it's not your product, yeah. Yeah. it's their yeah. product. Yeah. Exactly. So you're actually just marketing their product. Correct. Correct. Right. Yeah. So yeah. this is not, this is something that we knew from the start. We did not want to do that, yeah. you know. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, what we did was, to be fair, a lot more trouble for our supplier mm-hmm. in a sense that, okay, I wanted to add certain aspects that are specific to me. Mm-hmm. For example, uh, our matcha flavor right now. So, there were a few different matcha powders that our manufacturer is familiar with. We decided, no, I don't think it's for us. It's not yeah. up to our standards. That's why yeah. we, we vied for uh, Nico Neko Matcha. Yeah which is something we trust. We've been drinking it for years. years. Mm. And yeah. we decided like, you know, I think this is the standard that we want to achieve. So now we use Nikuneko Matcha in our matcha uh, liquid meals. And I think that's actually been doing one of right. the better Yeah, flavors. one of the better flavors. You right. know, the Asian matcha craze. Mm. Yeah, it's a big thing. Yeah. Now, where are you in terms of revenue now, if you don't mind me asking? Mm. Yeah, I would I mean, say... It doesn't well, have to be exact. You yeah. know, ballpark figure. Of course, of course. Um, well, starting out, of course, we were in the red. Yeah. <laughs> we have to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Anyone who wants to start an entrepreneurial journey, 
needs, be yeah, they for need that. to be prepared for this yeah. for years. It hurts. Yeah, it, it hurts. hurts. It, it hurts a lot. You've Especially, saved for so many years. You've put all your yeah. blood, sweat and tears into that savings and then it can be gone almost, it feels like overnight. Yes. yes and, yeah. Or it's either overnight or this steady trickle as mm. you see you know, ring it, just leaving your bank accounts. Yes. Yeah. Every time we had to pay a deposit, yes. every time we had to, oh, right before delivery, you have to make the rest of the yeah. payment. Yeah. yeah. It hurts. Yeah. 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 So um, I have to say beginning of our journey, definitely we were in the red. We've just turned green. Last, as of 2023, December. Yes. So the, the financial year of 2023. Yes. Yeah. I think that really helped when we took that step to really invest in marketing. Mm. So I use the word invest is because most startups would feel like oh everything is an expense mm. and they want to work at the at their le- as lean as possible, you know, mm. because everything is a cost. But I think we come to realize that certain things are an investment because if you just if you don't take this step, your ceiling will forever be as low as as it is. Mm. It would never change. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that made the a huge difference for us because during our first year in 2022 most of our sales were dependent on friends and family. Mm. When we first yeah. started out, definitely. Whoever we could physically reach, right? That mm. was the limit. And then when we took the step to invest in uh, marketing online, then you reach people that are mm. states away, mm. you know, the entire Malaysia. I think mm. that really propelled our growth. The market. It yeah. kind of cements the fact that your product is, is yeah. viable as yes. well. Yes. Because yes. even though, and it, it's, in, in the best of hearts, your friends and family, uh, they're doing it to help you out. Yes. You know? yes. And I think once that you, you see other people who you don't know from yes. other places start buying it, you're like, okay, yeah. then now I get it. <laughs> now I feel a little yes. bit better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But I guess, I mean, it's not all smooth sailing, right? Of course. Because apart from our liquid meals, we also offer tea sticks, right? Mm-hmm. And I think with any business, product fit is always one of the concerns that you have, yeah. right? So our our brand, I think, as Colin mentioned at the very beginning, is really much focused on healthy wellness food in the most convenient f- format. Mm. So we thought of um, introducing tea sticks, which essentially are tea bags instead of in a bag format, it's in a stick. Actually, Richard, I have a box for you right here. You can have a look at it. <laughs> yes, yes let's, let's take a quick look. Yes. Folks, you can't see this while we're on air, of course, but I'm going to describe it. Oh, Heavenly Bliss Green Tea from Taste Buds. That's uh, right. Okay. Uh, it consists of pure single green uh, origin tea leaves cultivated in the Vietnamese highlands. Oh, mm. wonderful. I'm going to open it. Uh, let me, you don't mind if I open yeah, it, right? Go okay. Ahead. Please, please. Now, uh, oh, I like the look of these. Nice. Right. So all you need to do is dip it in a in a cup of hot water yeah. and there is a popsicle stick in there. So you don't even need a spoon to stir your tea in. It's great just idea. stick it in and you just stir it. Great right. idea. Exactly, it's a great idea. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh right? there's more to this yeah, story. Yeah, so, I mean, I think it's a very authentic idea, you know. Yeah. It's a novel idea. But I guess with this product, it's been in the market for over a year now. Mm-hmm. We've tried so many different ways, you know, like different marketing strategy, different pricing strategy, but it just doesn't work, right? This is a product fit issue. I think after really reflecting, right, we just thought about, during like I would say like millennials or Gen Zs, right? How often do they actually opt for tea when there's like cafes everywhere popping up, right? Mm. So you're essentially competing with cafes, coffees, artisanal coffees, mm. right? So 
that it's where you know you know pro- product fit you know sometimes with all the research that you can do it can sound like the best idea the million dollar idea but in reality some things just don't really work you know mm-hmm. right so you're, you're now net positive is what we're saying mm-hmm. so you're yeah. happily you, yes, you know you're making right. money yeah Yes, you don't I think have to, you don't have to go right to law yeah. tomorrow. Um, n- not this year, I think. <laughs> not this year. <laughs> not this year. I think it also helps it because our overhead cost is also lean yeah, right. as well. Okay. We we Definitely. do everything ourselves. You know, it's still a lot on the plate. Yeah. Right. Let's take one more short break. Uh, folks, you are uh, tuned into Open for Business here, of course. My name is Rich Bradbury. I'm in the studio with Colin and Jocelyn, uh, the co founders of Taste Buds. We'll be right back in just a few moments here on BFM 89.9. Open for Business will reopen in a few moments. Powered by BossBully.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. Billions from me. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Open for Business is powered by BossBully.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. My name is Rich Bradbury. This, of course, is Open for Business. A final section of today's show where I'm speaking with Colin and Jocelyn, the co-founders of uh, Taste Buds. Um, We've been talking about your journey so far. The one thing that we haven't really spoken about is where are you going to go next? Uh, You've mentioned it. You've spoken about the Chinese market, of course, and that's somewhere that you want to be looking at. I'm guessing there's Singapore on the horizon, uh, Thailand, um, let's think about Vietnam, maybe Indonesia, Indonesia. The, the usual place, yes, maybe yeah. the Philippines a little bit later on um, is somewhere that I could imagine this product doing pretty well, you know, particularly in the metropolitan areas. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. this would be something that would, would, would fit quite well there. What about now, though? I mean, you, you bootstrapped it for a long time. Do you have shareholders now? You know, people have come in, helped you out financially. Are you in that position right now? I mean, essentially what we managed to do is that uh, we started off bootstrapping mm. uh, for about pretty much the entire R&D process, even buying the inventory, the first few batches. Mm. Uh, we've gotten to the point where uh, it's actually a funny story. We we were trying to... I love funny stories. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, some would say it was a touch of fate. Some would yeah. say it's luck. Yeah. I don't know which. Um, we wanted to sponsor an event just just to get more eyeballs on our brand. And during this event, because we sponsored it, we got invited and we were just, just there mingling with the crowd and someone actually came up to us and said like, oh, I heard you guys are the ones who sponsored this event. Mm. Uh, is this your product, Taste Buds? Mm. And we said, yes. They ended up eventually becoming our angel investor saying that like, you know, okay, I think this is something very, very interesting. I want to explore more with you. Met up with co- for coffee a couple times and I suppose we somehow managed to convince them to say that like, <laughs> okay, you know, there is a future in this. Yeah. Let me put in some money and let's see how it goes. Okay. Yeah. So far, I don't think we've disappointed them. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're doing all right. Yeah. I think, again, like going back to the whole pandemic, the context of how this all happened, right? It happened during the pandemic. I think because of the pandemic, people are more health conscious, right? For sure. They yes. see the importance of wellness, yeah. right? I think that also helps us understand that there are people out there that share the same vision as well with how we see health food and wellness food will continue to grow even in Malaysia. Why mm. I say even in Malaysia is because we are like the highest obesity rate in, in Southeast, Southeast Asia. Asia. And diabetes yeah. rate as well. Yeah, yes, exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Okay, so we have an angel investor. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't need any names, but I'm, I'm going to push you on that off air. Sure. Um, <laughs> so let's let's think about this uh, logically. You've got a great product. Uh, you've found product fit. You've found market. You're looking at expansion. Yeah. What about your exit strategy? Is that something you've thought about? Uh, let's right. be honest. Okay. You, you're young. Yep. You know, you are, are lawyers. Mm-hmm. You've, got, <laughs> yeah, you've got your head screwed on, right? You know that this is not necessarily something you want to do for life. But mm. I don't know. Talk to me about that. Well, for us, I would say... At, because I think we're still such a young brand, right? Basically, just a two two full years in the market. Mm-hmm. I think in terms of exit strategy, we don't see that in the foreseeable 10 years. For sure. Right? Yeah. Because I think we have always been, both of us, our personalities is really like all in, right? With, and it's your baby. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think at the moment we have considered any sort of exit strategy at this point of time. Mm. Yeah. Well, um, I think that's a very brave thing to do. And I, and I think that's a smart thing to do. Yeah. I but mean, the way I see it is that if you actually... A lot of people have safety nets, you know. And if you feel like... And rich parents. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. if you feel like you have this safety net behind you, you have nothing to worry about, you don't actually put your all into it. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. 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 So unless you put yourself in an uncomfortable situation where you have to do things like this... You won't truly grow. Grow. Mm. grow. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think you need a certain amount of stress. Mm-hmm. You, you need a certain amount of push and pull yeah. to make you understand, you know, uh, just how important this is to you. Yeah. You know, and once I think once you've gotten your teeth into it, you don't want to let it go anytime yes, soon. You know, exactly. even if you have investors coming in, whether they be VCs or whatever, yeah. who are mentoring you in a certain direction, mm-hmm. they're offering you guidance. Yeah. There's in the back of your head, there's still that. Thanks for the yeah. advice, pops. But this is my this is my thing. Exactly. exactly that. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I completely relate with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, guys, thank you very much for your time today. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you both. Thank you so thank much. Thank you Richard. so much, Richard. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Absolute <laughs> pleasure. Folks, if you missed any part of this show, I highly recommend you download the app and listen back to the podcast on there, of course. That's available in the Apple App Store or Google Play. Uh, I want to, of course, thank Colin and Jocelyn uh, from Taste Buds. Again, if you want to check out their website, find it at tastebuds.shop. That's uh, tastebuds with a double D. Uh, and of course, we'll be back same time, uh, same place on Monday for Open of Business here on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Are you open for business? Register your company with BossBully.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.